We'll praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometime. We will be glad to have you. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to speak from the subject entitled, The Powerful Name of Jesus. This would be part number three. On today, we had a wonderful time. We loved, we learned, and we laughed a whole lot. And I know that you're going to enjoy this message. If you need a great pick-me-up, if you need to understand about the power of the name of Jesus, you're in the right place. All right, without any further ado, here comes the powerful name of Jesus, part number three, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. You may be seated in the presence of our life-changing King. We do give honor to the Lord today. He is indeed the head of our lives. That's all about me. Well, as you know, um, well, before we get into the Word of God today, uh, well, if you haven't had a chance already to uh, give your uh, tithes and offerings, let me just remind you to make sure you give your seed an assignment. I want any of you just to just come and drop uh, money into a bucket or into a container. This is seed. Give your seed an assignment. What are you sowing this for? What are you believing God for? Remember, if, if your faith does not have a target, if your faith does not have a goal, then you're not in faith at all. Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. Faith is the substance of things what? Hopeful. Hope for. It is the evidence of things what? Not, not seen. So, even as it relates to the tithe and to the offering. If when you give in tithes and offering, if when you give, you, you're not marking your seed, you're not putting it on assignment, you're not hoping for anything, there's nothing in you, there's no picture in you, then chances are you are not giving in faith or not giving with faith. Are you hearing? Amen. When a farmer has to plant seed, when he wants an, an, an apple tree uh, to grow, he doesn't throw out orange seeds. What are you expecting from God? Before we go any further, what are you expecting from the Lord? What are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? If we were sitting uh, in a boat and you had your fish hook out there, what are you fishing for? What are you fishing for? See, a lot of you are hoping for catfish, but you keep getting bringing up crappies. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? What are you fishing for? You're just throwing something down and hoping something good comes up? What are you fishing for? What are you believing God for? What are you standing in line for? If we have no picture, remember, hope always has a picture attached to it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you're hoping for something, there's always a picture, something that you're trying to obtain, a goal you're trying to reach. And when you're giving in tithes and in offerings, give with that picture in mind. Sow with that picture in mind. Are you hearing? Amen. Amen. Put your seed on an assignment. Father, I'm releasing my seed today for this harvest. 
I'm releasing my seed today. I'm releasing it today. Now, money can't be, like we say, can be put on an assignment. You can believe God for different things as relates to money because money can transform to a lot of stuff. You give me a thousand dollars, I can make it transform to a nice big TV. Are you hearing me? It's a transformer. It can bring you stuff that you need. Give me enough money, I can make it transform into a mansion. Amen. Are you hearing me? I can make it transform to a pair of shoes, pair of glasses, or whatever I need it to be. So I can sow that like that. But if I have an apple seed, I'm only going to get up what? An apple tree. That's it. All right? But money, when you give money, when you sow money, you can put that on an assignment. And remember, when you're putting money on an assignment, you have to know where your faith level is. You say, Lord, I need a million dollars. But you know that you're not fully convinced that you're going to receive a million dollars. Are you hearing me? Y'all look at people make me get some sugar ray on somebody. Come on now. Are you hearing me today? Don't play with me today. Don't play. Don't play. Don't play. Don't play. Make your money. Uh, make it go for an assignment. The money that God has given you to be a steward over. Right? When you sow your seed, put it on assignment. Lord, I'm sowing this seed uh, for that $2,000 harvest. I'm sowing this seed uh, for the blessing of peace. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm sowing this seed for my marriage. I'm, I'm sowing this seed for favor on the new job. I'm sowing this seed. I'm sowing this seed for debt cancellation. I'm sowing this seed. I'm releasing this seed for this, for this type of harvest. Put your seed on an assignment. Put your seed on an assignment. What assignment? As some of you have already given today, I wonder what assignment did you give your seed? Or is it just something good to do? What assignment have you given your seed? Now, if you've not, if you've already given and you have not assigned your seed, Take the time right now. Begin to speak over your seed. Father, I release my seed in faith. Begin to speak over your seed. Remember what the Lord Jesus did there uh, with the fishes and loaves. He took that. He blessed it. He broke it. And he gave it out to the multitude. Right? Bless the Lord for what he has given you the ability to receive already. Break it. We're going to break it and release it into his hand. Release it to the kingdom of God. And now what do you expect from it? What has God revealed to you that you should receive? Take this moment now and go ahead and do that. In the name of Jesus. If you have not released your seed, then hold it in your hand and begin to confess over it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, Lord, I feel that. I feel that. Now this, of course, is not in my notes. For today, you're getting something hot off the press right this very second if you hear what I'm saying to you. Some of you today need to give your very best gift to the Lord. Your very best gift to the Lord and give that on an assignment. But there's no point in you sowing it if you don't have an end in mind. What do you need right now? What do you need? Well, Pastor, I need a lot of stuff. What do you need? What is staring you in your face? What do you need? Remember the, the kingdom of God and 
Mark 11, 24, we spoke on that on Wednesday night. Whatsoever you desire, whatever you desire. Now, there is a time to say, God, let your will be done. And you say, let his will be done, especially when you don't know what the outcome is going to be. But there are some things that God has already said to you that you need. And you know you need these things. Stop praying, God, let your will be done. You know his will. Pray his will. Amen. Are you hearing? So what do you need? What are you believing God for? Don't waste your time. I'm telling you, don't waste your time saying, Lord, give me a million dollars if you don't even have a plan for a million dollars. Why in the world would I give somebody a million dollars without even a plan? And God is a whole lot, infinitely more intelligentsia than I am. I'm making stuff up. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? What plan do you have for money? I don't have no plan, Pastor. Well, that's why you don't have any money. I need to say that to somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but the reason that some don't have it, the reason that some are whining, complaining about it, because you don't have a plan for it. When you get it, it's gone no sooner than it hits your fingers. We spend it on a lot of uh, frivolous things, here and there, here and there, here and there, but we don't have a plan for it. We don't plan God in with tithes and offerings. We don't plan in with savings. We don't plan for the future. We just consume for the moment and expect that more will come. Stop consuming for the moment. Remember, if you pay now, you can play later. If you sacrifice now, sacrifice now, you can enjoy later. But the reason why our now is so Terrible is because when we should have done the right things, we didn't. And so now we're paying. Amen. We played earlier, Amen. and now we're paying. Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's not what you said, man. I'm mad, boy. I'm mad at the devil. And it's time for you to stop allowing the devil to rob you. Runaway feelings, runaway emotions. We're fickle with our desires. Have no plan for tomorrow. No plan for uh, no plan for the future. Thank you. Yes, we expect rapture to occur at any moment. But I'm not looking for it to occur at this moment. I got stuff to do for him. I go up when it's time to go up. But before then, I'm still going to keep fighting and warring and making his name famous, making the name of Jesus Christ famous. That's my plan. I'm not looking to get out of here right now. Are you hearing? So what's your goal? A young lady was asked this question. I believe she was 16 years old. One lady, a minister, asked her. She said, uh, she asked the lady, would you rather I give you $1,000 today, $1,000 today, or at the end of the year, you receive $10,000? $1,000 now, or $10,000 at the end of the year? Most people would have said what? A lot of people would say $10,000 at the end of the year. I can wait. But this particular lady said, 
No, I'll, I'll have a thousand dollars now. Well, they asked her, why would you say that? Why would you say such? She said, well, it's more than I have, and, and I don't know if I'm going to live to the end of the year or not. <laughs> I can see the thinking pattern, but I can also see how someone would play now, rather, yeah, play now and lose out your pay later, losing out on that, on the greater prize. The only reason we wait in life for things, the only reason we sacrifice is because we see something greater ahead of us. We have purpose. There's direction. There's something greater that I'm fighting for. There's a reason for my life. There's a reason for my existence. And so I will sacrifice now for something greater up ahead. The Olympic medalists or the Michael Jordans of the world, all these other people that have done greater notable things, they've done these things because they have chosen to sacrifice now. You don't arrive at any great stature in this life without sacrifice. Let me say that to you again. You will not arrive, you will not arrive to any great stature in this life without a measure of sacrifice. You don't get on the honor roll or in the National Honor Society or the Beta Club without some level of sacrifice. Are you hearing me? You have to have a level of sacrifice. And the greater the sacrifice, the greater the blessing. Tell your neighbor that, please. Tell them the greater the sacrifice, the greater the blessing. Sacrifice. You have to be willing to release something that is valuable to you now for something greater up ahead. Releasing something that is valuable to you now, that's sacrifice. Releasing something that is valuable to you right now for something greater that is ahead. Food may be valuable to me right now, but what is greater ahead is a more intimate relationship and fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Sleep is valuable for me around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, but I release that sacrifice that for a greater walk and relationship with Him. There are some relationships in your life that are valuable to you, but you may have to release them for something that is, that is greater. As a general rule, hear me, as a general rule, it is said that good is the enemy of best. Good is the enemy of best. Some people will stop at good and never experience best. Never experience what God has for you. And you know what the richest, where the richest place in the world is? The very richest place, the place with the most wealth and potential. You know, want to know where it is? It's not Las Vegas. It's not Silicon Valley. You know, you know where the richest place is? It's sad, but it's very true. It is your graveyard. The graveyard. Because so many people have died with the gift of God within inside of them. So many people were afraid to release the gift. They may not like me. They may laugh at me. What if I fail? I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too wide. I'm too thin. So many people have died with the gift of God on the inside of them out of fear. The graveyard is one of the wealthiest places on the planet. But I'm telling you, there is a reason why you are alive at this moment. 
And it is your duty before God to release the gift that he has placed on the inside of you. And realize that you're not going to amount, we are not going to amount to anything significant without taking a risk. Without taking a chance. And we talked about moments or different events in life. You will have different events in life, different moments of pressure, different moments of stress and anxiety. Now, there are some events that we will cause ourselves. We can put our own selves in a pickle. You know that? We can make our own, put our own selves in a pickle. But then there are other events that you cannot avoid that are coming. And you've got to go through this. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. We can make our own lives hard. But then there, again, there are some points or pockets in life that are hard all in themselves. And the key to it all is to avoid making our own lives hard and pray for grace and mercy to go through the hard things that we're going to have to go through. Are you hearing what we're saying today? I pray that you're getting this. But the again, the enemy of best is good. When we settle, when you don't know your own worth and value, and if you don't, don't know your own worth and value, anybody can tell you what it is. Anybody can tell you what it is. Another young lady, this is a, a one of the ladies that ministered to the young teenagers were, was uh, asking a question. And um, the, lady, the lady asked the, the group of teenage girls and, and asked them, uh, would you give, let's say if you win a million dollars, would you give that million dollars to your boyfriend? And the girl said unanimously, no, or no. She said, okay, well, would you give them $100,000 if you want? Just give it all to them. They said, no. Well, what if you love them? No. She brought all the way down to $100. Would you give them $100 to your boyfriend? $100 to your boyfriend. Still, no. So she said to ladies, and this was the young ladies, and this was her point. Why would you not give them the money, but you'll give them your bodies at their request? Do you value the money more than your body? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? What is your worth? What is your value? What is your worth? What is your value? Never let anyone determine your value. Never let anyone determine your worth. Sacrifice. Remember, you're only going to sacrifice for something when you feel that it is greater. That you can get a greater return, a greater reward. Will always sacrifice for the greater. But if you don't see the greater, you will never sacrifice. What do you see that is greater? Is there an image of you that is greater? And how do you feel about yourself? We look at how others think, and we spend a lot of time. Someone said, That's when you begin to preach. I'm preaching already. If you haven't guessed it. All right, all right. Someone asked the question, uh, 
you know, how do you feel about me? And, and we're, we spend a lot of time in our lives in being concerned about how people feel about amen, us. Amen, 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 amen. A lot of, there are social networks designed for people to tell you how you feel about them. You have thumbs up and thumbs down. Everybody's willing to judge you if you just put it out there. Amen, amen. But the question is, how do you feel about yourself? Amen, amen, amen. Because understand, when we go through these moments, these defining moments in life, and we're going to have defining moments in life. When you go through these defining moments, they will only last for a moment. Persecution only lasts for a moment. Humiliation only lasts for a moment. Them laughing at you, ha, 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 only lasts for a moment. Amen. But what lasts for a lifetime is regret. Amen. 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 Well, you regret it if you didn't say anything. You regret it if you had not gone. You regret is a lifetime. Regret that we didn't commit when we should have committed. Regret is a lifetime. But all these other things are only for a moment. And really, how you choose to go through that moment will define who you are. Will define who you are. We made these statements before. Once you make peace with what could happen, then the rest is just gravy. Once you make peace, you say, if I go, they're going to laugh. They're going, they're going to laugh if I go. Well, make peace with that in your heart. They're going to laugh. I hope it's funny. <laughs> They're going to kick me out of the club or the group. Well, I get a chance to find another one. Make peace with it. Once you make peace with all the bad things that you're hoping that you're hoping won't happen, then you can go in and serve and not be concerned. If the enemy can't hold that stuff over your head anymore, then fear will be removed. But fear only has power to dominate and control you because you're still afraid of the consequences. But once you make peace with the consequences, you can go on through it. What did the Lord Jesus do there in the Garden of Gethsemane? What did he do as he was praying before the time of crucifixion? He was making peace with it. He said, Father, let not my will but let your will be done. Jesus said, I got a will. In his humanity, I don't want to go through this pain. In his humanity. But in his divinity, he knew he had to go through it. He had to make peace with that, with what's about to happen to me. Had to make peace with being betrayed. It's going to happen. Had to make peace with being uh, spat on and beat and whipped and dying on the cross and going into hell. He had to make peace with that. And Lord, let not my will, but let your will be done. Once you've made peace, and the Bible says that the Lord Jesus, he endured the cross looking unto the joy that was set before him. He had a goal, a picture that was in view. He was looking at us. He knew, the, he knew the end of the thing. 
as he was going through it. Are you hearing? You got to make peace. You got to make peace. You got to make peace. What if you lose everything? You see, that's, that's another demon that the, that the devil uses to hold a lot of us. What if you lose everything? What if everything is gone? And what if you wind up homeless? What if you no longer have money to pay your bills? What if, what if, what if? Thank you, Lord. The world will still keep turning. Jesus, Jesus. Still keep turning. And God will still be God. And the one that helped you come to where you are can help you again to get you up even further. There is still hope in Christ Jesus, no matter how bad the situation is. But the enemy holds God's people in bondage with things that could have happened or that could have. Release that to the Lord. And then you can move on with your life. Are you hearing? Oh, we thank the Lord Jesus. Jesus. You have more things in you. You have yes, more. Your, I can't begin to tell you Jesus. who you really are in Christ. Oh, you have to know who you are and whose you yes, are. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And there is greatness on the inside of you. Oh, there is greatness there on the inside of you. Yes, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Well, let me give you a little bit of this message today. I think you've already been preached to. <laughs> Let me give you a little bit of information as we go back into, as we go back into the name of Jesus. Amen. Did you get anything out of that? I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. We pray with, um, we pray with, with Israel today. Israel is praying that their Messiah be revealed Amen. and that their Redeemer come. Mm. Jesus has already redeemed us. Amen. Amen. And we pray that they will begin to know who Jesus is, that Jesus would be revealed to the nation, to the people of Israel. Amen. Lord Jesus, that you would make your name famous throughout all the earth. That you would cause all men, all women, boys and girls, no matter what nation they are, that you would cause them to know you as Lord, God, Savior, and King. Breathe on your people today, O oh God. Breathe on them today. Lord, show them purpose, vision, and direction in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I take the name of Jesus Christ and I do bind the power of the devil in the name of Jesus. I break the power off of their lives and I decree that your people are free free to worship you free to honor you free to praise you and Father I pray that you would fill their hearts up with your gifts that you would stir up the gifts of God on the inside of them stir up that fire that fire that passion for Christ that cannot be contained that cannot be controlled stir it up oh God stir it up stir it up stir it up oh God in the name of Jesus from the oldest to the youngest stir up the gifts of God stir up the gifts of God Father I pray for courage courage, courage and boldness in the face of their adversaries Lord that they will see and know that it is you that abides on the inside of them manifest your presence Lord manifest your presence 
And Father, though some under the sound of my voice are right now going through the valley of the shadow of death, cause them to fear no evil. For you are with them. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit break every shackle, break every chain, break sickness and diseases in the name of Jesus. Setting every single captive free. Lord, we thank you. We receive the blessings. We receive the walk. Yeah, Lord, I speak favor. I speak favor. I speak favor, 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 and abundance. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you reveal the strategy, reveal the plan to your people in the name of Jesus, that they may move out on it, Father God, in the name of Jesus, reveal it to them by your spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, reveal it, Father, to them by your spirit, show them the way, show them the way. I thank you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. We'll give the Lord a mighty hand of praise, Richard, with the blessing. Oh, we bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Ooh, such a wonderful day. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. You've got to realize that Jesus wants you to be healed. And he wants you to move forward. There's so much more that God wants to do through you and in you. It's time for those tears to dry up, praise the Lord. And for the oil of gladness to spring forth in your life. There is so much more in you. And you know this, let me say this. Let's go to Philippians. Go ahead and turn your Bible to Philippians. The greater your struggle, the greater the battle, the greater the reward. Let me say that again. The greater the battle, the greater the reward. You just don't send tanks and and fighter jets and a whole naval fleet out to attack somebody that has a a, a spitball strong a spitball launcher. Are you hear what I'm saying, Jim? No, 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 no. If it is really coming at you and you say, I'm really under it, I'm, I'm really under it, I'm really being attacked, I'm really being attacked, that must mean, that is, you must have some great and awesome power that is on the inside of you. The greater the attack, the greater the attack, I mean, it's directly proportional to the greatness that, is, that the enemy is trying to stop. Hallelujah. All right. Philippians, the second chapter, 9 to 11. Y'all still with me today? Amen. It says this in Philippians 2, verse 9 to 11. Remember, we're going to be here uh, in Philippians, rather, in this is our key verse. It says in verse number 9, Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, 
and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Now, we talked a little bit in, uh, in verse number 9 as we ended up there last time that his name was above every name. Now let's talk about verse number 10 for a moment. As the Bible says that the name, that at the name of Jesus, I love that, that at, say at, say at, that at the name of Jesus, that is at the appearance of his name, at the sounding or the resounding of his name, at his name, what's going to happen? Every knee, every knee, what? Should bow. Are you hearing? Every knee should bow at his name, at his name, at the appearance, at the presence of his name. Remember, it's it's not possible to separate the name from the individual. You can separate what they do from them, but you cannot separate their name from them. One man says, I know a man that used to be a policeman. He's no longer a policeman, but his name is still John. Right? Policeman is what he did. John is who he is. When I think about John, I think about him. Policeman is what he used to do. Are you hearing? Jesus and his name are one. He's one. When you call on his name, you call him. Are you hearing? If, if I want to call Robbie, if I say Robbie, his ears will perk up. Because he knows I'm talking about him. And if I call him long enough, he may just come on down here. And ask me, what do I want? Why do you keep calling me? Right? Because you and your name are one. If I call your name, I call you. Right? You call Jesus, you call him. If I say the name Jesus, I'm calling him. I get his attention when I call his name. Hallelujah. I mean, when I was at home with my brothers as we were growing up, I have two brothers, one older, one younger. And we wouldn't agree about things a whole lot. Praise the Lord. And if my dad was home, you know, that's that's one thing. We throw each other in the headlock or whatever. Praise the Lord. And if my brother, my younger brother, if he would get out the name Daddy. See, I would not want him to get out that name. We had our own thing going again. I know that if he got out the names, I'm struggling. Don't get, don't you say it. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. Don't, don't you say it. Because I know if he got out the name, I know the name would bring the person on the scene. And if the person came on the scene, Are you hearing what I'm saying, dude? So, and I got him in my headlock, that sleeper hole. I don't want him to say the name. I can do everything I can to subdue you so that you don't say the name. But if you get the name out, I know the person is coming out, and what I'm doing has got to stop immediately. 
And by the same token, if you get the name of Jesus out. And see, that was the enemy wants to do. That's why he wants to, you get into a fix, you get into a struggle, uh, a, a struggle or straight, and he has you in a headlock. You think, nobody loves me, nobody wants me, nobody understands. And then you think, well, no point in me going back to church. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray. Why? He got you in a headlock, and he does not want you to say the name. Because he knows when you say the name, Jesus comes on the scene. And then he's got to stop. And start looking around. So I, I didn't do nothing. Amen. 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 Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So you cannot separate the name from the individual. Amen. When you say his name, he comes on the scene. And one of the things that we're going to find out here in Scripture as we get to it, as we talk about the application of the name of Jesus, one of the things that we find out that he said, if two or three were to gather together, how? in his name that he would be among them that he would be in the midst of them when we gather in, in his name Jesus said I will be there I will be there I'll be there I'm sorry I'll be there okay stop 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 deliverance 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 you say his name and he's coming amen 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 you hear me? I love song I'm hearing now. Hold on. I'm coming. Hold on. I can see it, boy. You're down there. You're in something. You're struggling. You call him on the name of Jesus. Jesus says, hold on. I'm coming. I got the answer with me. Hold on. I'm coming. Hold on. Somebody's hearing that today. Hold on. He's coming. Hold on. Your answer is on the way. Hold on. He's coming. Hallelujah. When you call, he comes. The Bible is very clear. It says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Shall be what? Saved. Shall be saved. You got to call on his name. Call on his name. Call his name in the darkness of your despair in your darkest hour as you go through the valley of the shadow of death no matter what that is to you call on his name call on his name call on his name Jesus that's the name of power I'm telling you when you call him he comes hallelujah and the great thing about that we see here in Philippians uh, the second chapter, verse 10, is that when he comes, every knee is going to bow to him. There's no headlock the devil can hold you in. There's no sleeper hole the devil can hold you in. A, he can sit on you if he wants to. He thinking that being bad, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sit on you. But when you get the name Jesus out, there is no chokehold the devil got that, the, that Jesus can't unloose. Hallelujah. He's going to back up when he comes on the scene. Invite Jesus in. Invite him in. Hallelujah. He said, Every knee should bow. Now let's look at this. Every knee should bow of things in heaven. Of course, this relates to uh, all three as we've discussed it before. The Bible talks about the first heaven, second heaven, and third heaven. First heaven, of course, we know is the atmosphere, the place uh, uh, where the principalities abode, the place where lightnings and thunders are made, uh, the, the upper atmosphere of the planet Earth. First heaven, second heaven is outer space. 
The third heaven is the actual place where the throne room of God is, where the actual abode, heaven itself, pearly gates, golden, uh, golden road, and all that. All that's up there where your mansion is. That's third heaven. Are you hearing me? Amen. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Amen. Every knee is going to bow. Now that is powerful. Every knee is going to bow. Fallen angels, demonic powers, anything that is in the outer space, in the Milky Way galaxy, Pegasus galaxy, whatever galaxy, whatever galaxy is out there in outer space, no matter where it is, it's all going to bow to the name of Jesus. Bow at the name of Jesus. One thing that God wants you to get, I know, is to, is to get not only a global perspective of Jesus' name, but the universal effect of his name. And we're going to find that out, praise the Lord, as we go throughout eternity, that there are other creatures and beings in the universe that I believe there's got to be somewhere. Hallelujah. I just pray that they won't visit here. Praise the Lord. But, <laughs> but they've got to be somewhere out there somewhere. Hopefully they don't have star drive technology or warp drive technology. Just stay over there. <laughs> I don't want to see you. God bless you. <laughs> but if there's not now, there's going to be later. Amen. Are y'all hearing me now? Amen. You know you're a kingdom rock, right? <laughs> but the name of, praise God. But the name of Jesus has power and authority over there too. Not just here in the earth. So the Lord said at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow there. And there are angels, of course. The angels bow at the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. And he says, listen, and things in earth, that is on the planet earth, human beings, uh, demonic powers, whatever is here, those that dwell on the earth yes. are all subject Lord. to the name of Jesus. Jesus. That's what we're really accustomed to, understanding that the things in this earth are subject, but not just in earth, but also in heaven are subject to the name of Jesus. Their knees will bow. And then it says, and things in earth. That is, things or beings that dwell under the earth. Somebody said, well, this is another thing that came from the pits of hell. It came up from the pits of hell. Well, Jesus, at the name of Jesus, that thing that came up from the pits of hell must bow its knee. Amen. Are you hearing there is nothing, nowhere, nothing that is so evil or vile that it won't bow to the name of Jesus. I don't care how evil or vile it is. And you will see at the very end that Satan himself will also bow his knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. So when you say the name of Jesus, you're saying the name of power. Every knee's going to bow to that name. Let's look at a couple of scriptures and then we're going to close out for today. So they all are going to acknowledge. Go to, um, let's go to Psalm, Psalm 2. Go to Psalm number 2. They will all acknowledge the supremacy of the Lord Jesus. And, they, and in doing that, they're acknowledging also how powerless they are in his presence. And every tongue will finally admit or confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You are the Lord. They're going to admit that. Are you hearing? Let's look at a few scriptures. Psalm 2 verse 12. It says this. 
kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. All those who are on his side. I'm on the Lord's side. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke. Let's go to the book of Luke. We're going to take a little walk. The book of Luke, the 20th chapter, you can get it or just listen to me. Luke, the 20th chapter, verse number 17. Preach like this. Luke 20, verse 17 through 19. And he uh, beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. You know, they rejected Jesus Christ. The stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. This is verse 18. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. We fall on the stone. We fall on Jesus. And we are broken. Hallelujah. He loves our brokenness and our surrender to him. But woe to the people on whom he falls on. They will be grinded, grinded to powder. He can't stand under his weight and under his pressure. Are you hearing? Let's go to Revelation 6. Revelation 6. This is the verse 15 through 17. It says this. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of, of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who should be able to stand? When the Lord comes back in his power and in his glory, as he comes back as judge, see, we know him as Savior now, but soon he's going to come back as judge. And you want to be on his side. Because his name, because he has power and authority in the earth, there will be people that will try to run and hide from him. He's larger than life. The mountains won't, they won't, they won't hide, your rocks won't hide. That's it, time's up. The lamb is coming now. The wrath of the lamb is being revealed. Now let's go to one more. Revelation 20. Verses 10 through 15. You see, the Lord is so kind and merciful. Right this very moment, what the Holy Spirit of God is doing is getting people ready. Letting them know about the truth of the gospel. So that when all humanity stands before the Lord, they will not be able to say they didn't know or they didn't hear. Because God himself, God himself is making sure that all men worldwide will know about Jesus before he gets here, before this day of the Lord comes. Are you hearing? If he didn't, he would not be a fair judge. Now, Revelation 20, verses 10 through 15, talks about the, uh, the white throne judgment. 
the great white throne judgment. This is where the world is going to be judged, where the unbelievers are going to be judged. The church will have already been judged, so to speak, at, at the Dema seat. That is, we get our rewards. We won't be judged anymore, uh, judged for sins, because we, our sins are covered under, under the Lamb's blood. Hallelujah. But this is where we get our rewards. You get the soul winner crown. You're, you get all these other crowns and, and accolades that the Lord is going to give you. And he'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. We'll have our own private banquet. Hallelujah. Our awards banquet. Anybody been to an awards banquet before? Praise the Lord. We'll have our own private time and, and uh, we'll be cheering for each other. Woo, go girl, go girl, woo. Go man, woo, 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 woo. We'll have our own private time of glory and praise and, and our own awards ceremony. Praise the Lord on how well we serve the Lord. Praise God. And uh, if, you, if we did well, uh, the Lord said, well, he's going to try all our works by fire. I kind of imagine them all being on some kind of type of conveyor belt. Everything you've ever done for him, put them on a conveyor belt, and then there's a furnace here, uh, and it, as things ride through, whatever, whatever was made of wood, hay, or stubble straw is going to be burned up. Poof. That is, you knew Jesus, but you did it for you. Or did it for something else. It just burned right up. I see your stuff going in. Oh, it looks good. Look at that. Oh, you did all that. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, look. I don't see nothing coming out. A bunch of smoke went up in smoke. What do we do for the Lord, for him, uh, in sacrifice that we made of gold, jewels, precious stone? They go right in the there. Come out. With, ooh, look. Oh, it looks shiny now. You get a reward. Ding, ding, ding. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you did it for him. Praise God. But here again in Revelation 20, verses 10 through 15, this is the judgment of the world. The unbelievers, those that had a chance to know Christ, but rejected him. Okay? All right, look at verse number 10. It says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. You see that? That's an eternal flame, eternal burning. Verse 11 says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. When you see the glory of the Lord, I'm telling you, everything else pales in comparison. Everything else pales in comparison. When you see the face of God, everything else fades away. Verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books according to their works. That is, the books, S, that was open, that's books that chronicles all the things that people do in the whole life. Every good thing, every bad thing, they are, they are heaven is taking notes on every good and every bad thing. But if you're born again, don't you have to worry about those books. Because on your pages, it'll just be blood splattered. All the blood, all throughout every single page, just blood. Just, can't turn without blood, 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 blood. The blood of the Lord covering all of that. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. But if you're not, 
if you're not people that are not have rejected the blood. Yes, 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 yes. And we reject the cleansing of the blood. There's nothing left. All we see is the ink from what has been done. There's nothing to erase it. Nothing to remove it. So they can all they can do is stand in their own righteousness. They say, well, hey, if you re if they reject Jesus, they're saying, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. Well, then they are going to stand before God and attempt to handle it. Let's see how they do. So the books were open. And then another book, of course, which was the book of life. Verse number 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Somebody said, people don't go to hell when they die, they sleep in the grave. Well, you need to, let's go back to Revelation. <laughs> to be absent from the body is to be present with your God, with your Lord. If your Lord is Jesus, whoop, there you are. If your Lord is the devil, whoop, there you are. But at the end, hell is going to deliver up the dead that was in it. And stand before the Lord. It says, and the sea gave up dead which were in it, and death and hell gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. You see that? Judge according to their works. Not according to the work of Christ, but judge according to their works, how they have lived. And death and hell were cast into a lake of fire. Hell is not eternal because hell is going to be destroyed in the lake of fire. Are you hearing? Death and hell were cast into a lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Here again. Whosoever was not found written. Let me read you. Is that, is that what I say, say to you? Is that, does that say that in your Bible? Whosoever was not found written. Isn't that something? Look at that. Now this is something very terrifying here. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life. Found meaning they were looking for it. All the books open from the beginning of your life, being of that person's life, to the end of that person's life. All books open. Every bad thing done. All of that can be counted as null and void if they're found in the Lamb's book of life. So even though we know God's going to search anyway. Open the books. Amen. Open the book of life. Open the book. Did you receive Jesus? Open the book. Jesus. Smith, I'm a, uh, can't find you. Hallelujah. Can't find you. If we can't find you, that's terrible. That's an eternal bad day. Are you hearing? Yes, yes, yes. So we choose Jesus now. Not because I have a fear yes. of hell. Not because I have a fear of the lake of fire. Jesus. I choose it because I need him. Amen. 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 I choose it because I know I have sinned. I know I have messed up. I know I have done wrong. I know I have a need for him. I know I need a savior. I know I need a God. Lord, I know I need him. I know I'm not perfect. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I pull on him. I, I pull on him. Glory, Jesus. For everything. So I pray that today that you've heard the word of God, that something has, has touched you and has healed you and has delivered you. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. We are loving you. Lord, we bless you. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.com. 
www.thepeopleshow.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.